and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one blessed page of Talmud a day. What a page today. It's a Reuven page 44, and it revolves around a question that may seem strange. Can you or can you not use a human being, a human body as a partition in an Eruv? Now, I know this is a topic of great interest to my great friend and great producer, the great Josh Cross. Hello, Josh. Hey, how's it going? It is going well. And so, Josh, you weren't exactly what we call a Talmud imbibing Jew when we started this project, correct? I was perhaps a novice to the pages, yes. And so one of the things that I know has always really uh, intrigued you from the very beginning is this discussion that we had early on with our friend Rabbi David Beshevkin about the question of whether or not it was permitted, for example, to have an animal, say maybe an elephant, serve as one of the requisite walls in a sukkah. And so here comes a page today, uh, and the rabbis are talking about this, you know, strange, but I suppose not impossible likelihood of having a human being, an actual person, stand there as an heir of partition, which of course, you know, you could read as a kind of physical description, or you could read as a kind of an emotional plea for people to serve as boundaries in your life and, and set you straight and connect you to things. But I'm very curious, what do you make of this whole thing? Well, the thing that's interesting when I was looking at it, if I remember correctly, you can't use a live elephant because they might just walk away. But if it's dead, ostensibly it's going to stay there and it has no knowledge of what's going on, so that's fine. So in some sense, there's sort of a question of intentionality. What's interesting for me on this page is that they get into whether or not the people who are making up the wall of the Eruv know what they're there for or if they were just standing where they were told to be. There is some sort of lesson of trusting the group, which sort of made me think of when you watch football, and by football I mean the world football, soccer as Americans know it, <laughs> they often make a human wall when there's a shot that might go directly at a goal. Now, they don't know whether or not they're going to get hit in the crotch with the ball, but they cover themselves. They're sacrificing themselves to the hole without knowing what's going to happen. But it's a decision that's made to say, okay, we're part of this group, and we're going to do this thing and trust that the people that are telling me to stand here, there must be a good reason for that. The flip side of it is, obviously, if you know you're participating in this, it's sort of doing some kind of work that people didn't think was kosher per se, but it's about saying that it's okay to have people do things, and you tell them what to do and have them trust you because they know it's for the greater good. So whether it's Tottenham trying to stop a goal going in, I know we're both fans, or it's some other group doing some kind of thing, there's some sense of being aware that it's okay to sacrifice yourself to the whole, even if you're not even sure why. I love that reading. In other words, see the world as an individual and someone asks you to just stand here and be an heir of partition. You're going to say, what? No. Why? This makes no sense. This is demeaning. This is bad. I'm, I'm a person, damn it. But belong to a group, truly belong to a group in a community and you come to realize that sometimes we do things, all of us, whether it is for our family or for our classmates or for a group of friends or even in large historical moments, you know, for our people, for our nation, that may be difficult to do, uh, may demand a certain kind of actual physical sacrifice, but at the same time actually are the things that make communal life possible. Right. It's like... Even if you don't understand, or you might even think it's a terrible idea, 
Like, do I want to stand in front of Ronaldo when he's about to rocket a ball at me? But not even understanding that it might be the right thing or that the group is saying to do this or, I don't know, uh, put on a mask. (laughs) We all have to do the things we need to do so that as a group, as a society, whether it's Jews or it's all people or it's the planet or whatever, we got to sort of trust in each other regardless of whether or not we really understand the instruction. Josh Cross, with every page, your rabbinic prowess becomes more and more impressive, my friend. Thank you for sharing this lesson with us. Thank you. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes, Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone, or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.